This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our commercials. You may have seen one there on TV occasionally. And speaking of motorcycle insurance rates, did you know that our basic motorcycle policies start at just $75 a year? And speaking of speaking of insurance, I just love... And this is how that same commercial sounds on your motorcycle. Yeah, everything's better on a bike. Progressive keeps you on yours. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is the Vencast Studio Collection. Alright, welcome, welcome to episode 29 of Riding the Pine. I am Hondo here with Guy, and we have a special guest in the building, Kim Dizzle. That's me. <laughs> now referred to as Dizzle for the rest of this episode. Yo, yo, what's going so, on, man? Welcome, welcome. So Kim is joining us from NBA Thursday. So episode 29 actually is a very interesting number for us. We have 26 players, none of whom we're going to give any significance to for this episode. So it's the 26 no-name episode number 29. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get started with a countdown as we did last episode. Right. So... You have 24 seconds, 24 seconds to give your story of the week. All right. Starting now. Yeah, yeah. So my story of the week is probably pretty simple. I'm kind of wanting the season to be over right now, which is hilarious because at this time of the year, my wolves stink. I, I just want the games <laughs> to be done. Everyone's resting now. The games aren't even interesting anymore. NCAA March Madness is happening, so I'm getting really pumped for college. I'm really pumped for the draft. But fuck that, man. Phoenix Suns, man, right now. Are starting Tyler Ulis, Devin Booker, all these players, their average age is younger than the top 16 teams in the Sweet 16. Young money. And, and, and say, <laughs> that is crazy to me. <laughs> Devin Booker, you know, 70 point Devin Booker. Ooh. 20 years older. You know, you're 20 years old. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> that, that's your 24 seconds. All right. So, Dizzle, to you. What is your favorite news story of the last week? Uh, I guess I'm going to go with Shaq getting his uh, statue outside of Staples. Yeah. Right on, man. Right on. Big statue. Uh, <laughs> Did you pay attention to like the press conference or anything? Uh, I, I saw about Kobe talking about him and yeah. stuff. It was interesting. Good to hear. You know, they squash their so-called beef or whatever. Yeah. And you know, I'm glad to see Shaq get recognized. He was He's... dominant big man from the '90s. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. He said, "He said bronze is more permanent than beef." <laughs> that's that quoted on record. All right, so that's gonna wrap your twenty-four seconds. Um, for my twenty-four seconds, I have I have a couple of things. First off, the fights that are happening are completely re-energizing me for '90s basketball, which I, I love it. I just love it. There's there's all kinds of fights we'll get into over the course of uh, this episode. The other thing which was just a personal awesome thing for me, is I get to talk to Vince Carter this week. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. To ask him a question on Facebook Live, which is just crazy. I was just like, I was at a restaurant and asking Vince Carter a question and watching Facebook Live. 
absolutely crazy. And I asked him about the D League, and he like goes off about it. And I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're we're just gonna get into it. So you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna go right into it. We have to go right into it. There's no other option. So we are gonna go right into gameplay. So 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 we are gonna go. are back and we'll talk about the rtp game the last time we were on the on the air and then we'll talk about a few other games there was some really crappy games like over the last couple weeks it's just like i i had to scour to find some good ones (laughs) so okay let's get into uh our rtp game of the week so this was the Cavs versus the rockets on march 12th uh the rockets pulled off a 117 112 win Versus the Cavs now is it? But is this that stretch where the Cavs are still kind of absent? Everybody. So it's gonna be funny because we kind of have a Western Conference lens, you know, point of view to this. But you know, the Cavs are always in the news. But it's hilarious that um, they take games off. You know, they take almost like moments off, and that are pivotal to the, maybe the success of the end of the season. And this is one of them. This is one of those games where not everyone was at their their peak performance and. It was very telling, like how much they endure throughout the season and how much they just aren't ready or give a crap towards this later part of the season. Yeah. They're just ready for the playoffs. They are tuned out, checked out. Am I wrong in saying that? No, I don't think you're wrong. They're not beating teams regularly anymore. They are, they probably have had the exact same record, if not worse, than the Brooklyn Nets in March. (laughs) But but they they already know where they're going. So it's like, I don't know. It's it's such a like you said, such a weird time for the NBA. It's like yeah. either you know you're in the playoffs or the only people who are really going after it are those bubble teams. Yeah. So, I don't know. Cavs kind of pissed me off. So, I don't want I don't really want to talk about this game that much. I think JR Smith was his first game back. Um I think they're still waiting for Love and Thompson kind of to be relevant. I think Thompson was there for a bit, but uh, Love is still out. Love, so, yeah, he was still out. So there's still be... a lot of like growing pains with this team. They got to kind of they kind of retooled their bench, but their bench has kind of been a no show still. Yeah. Um, and you you just we had Harden kind of running, doing what Harden does, and he went for 38, 38 10, and eleven in this game. So mm-hmm. it's like, and against the Cavs team that's not really into it. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. So this game this game wasn't as as good as I thought it might have been. Right. Um, but let's talk about some other games of the week. This this next game was was pretty interesting. So this is from the 22nd of March. This is the Nuggets. Nuggets beating the Cavs 126-113. Cavs are at, back at full strength in this game, though. Yes. And so it, it's interesting to see Denver kind of making a run at them. So what do you attribute the uh, Denver's win on this to? I think they just give a shit They're right trying, now. yeah. They, they're in contention for the eighth seed for mm-hmm. the first time in years. This is like almost post-Malone, or no, that was <laughs> Post-Malone. This was post-Anthony kind of, you know, timeline here, right? Yeah. They haven't really been relevant since. Um, and Jokic being guarded by LeBron and Jokic schooling LeBron was amazing to see. I love Jokic. Um, I love Jokic, too. <laughs> I, th- I think, I'm pretty sure Love and... Uh, is back at full health now, full mm-hmm. strength. And um, Love was kind of just like lingering around for 40 minutes, not doing much. I know Thompson had a no-show in this game. 
And it just like gave a shit, right? And mm-hmm. I love that. I love the spirit. I want to see them face up against the Warriors in the playoffs, and I'm rooting for them. You know, I'm kind of glad that Aaron's not here right now. Both Aaron's are here right now, <laughs> actually, because one's a Portland fan and one's you know, a Cavs fan. <laughs> yeah. And Cavs are actually miserable right now. They're not fun to watch. They're no. not engaged. No, LeBron's calling out his teammates like an asshole, like he is. You know, saying, like <laughs> we need to play stronger. We need to play more committed. We need to play more defense. So there's seven players from the Nuggets that are in double figures in this game and they have literally their second best performance is from will barton off the bench with 20 points i mean like that's awesome like the nuggets are the way that they're playing right now and and what they can do it's gonna it's gonna make for some fun playoff basketball there's there's no question about that (laughs) and they they have a bench that that i'm pretty optimistic about even though i still have my personal vendetta against kenneth farid oh yeah so well say what you will about him he's like a little animal tasmanian devil that can you know yeah he's perfect off the bench because he's all hustle all energy yeah he might really suck yeah but in that role he's doing really well because he's like you know shabazz muhammad or something he gets the ball he goes goes to work you know Mm -hmm. he runs around um he does his work in his like fifteen minute doses, right? He doesn't go for forty minutes. He's like uh, you know rambunctious for five yeah. minutes spurts. Um, their bench is incredible, you know. Yeah, it, I, it's unbelievable what they've done over time. And what two or three years ago they had like a top five pick in Emmanuel Mudiay, you mm-hmm. know, and he's just not even in their rotation Flop. anymore. Yeah, Flop. they understood it. They understood it, and they they they're riding Jameer Nelson. And really? all he needs to do is facilitate the offense or actually be a second facilitator to Jokic. Denver is amazing. Jokic, the center. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm um, so amazed by Denver right now and almost feeling like the shifts are turning, like the shifts are, the tides are, uh, are changing a little bit in the waters in the West where like you're going to see like a Dallas kind of coming out of fruition. You're seeing a Memphis and Clippers kind of like, are they at their last... You know, last hurrah. Last hurrah. Um, even to the extent of Utah, like what's going to happen with Hayward? And you're seeing Denver kind of like, thanks for, you know, having all these, you know, gray areas right now. I'm just going <laughs> to snoop right back in. And like, Denver <laughs> might be a lock next season just because of yeah. just how sheer incredible they are. No one's talking about Gary Harris, one of the best two-way players in the league right now. And no and, one knows his name. No one knows anything about him. Yeah. And I just can't wait to see him just be on the showcase against Golden State, against Klay Thompson, against you know Stephen Curry. He's unbelievable. Man, this will be... He's this, Avery Bradley with a jump shot. You know, like that's... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No, th- so. this will be a lot of fun. So the, the one random stat from that game that I pulled is they shot perfect from the line. Oh, hell yeah, man. Like 13 for 13 from the line. I'm like, wow. I'm like, you got that. You got that. You got that bench play. I'm like, it's going to be fun. They're, they're, going to, they're going to bring it to, to, uh, to Golden State mm-hmm. in, the, in the first round. My, my whole perspective on the playoffs is, is changing. Yeah. It, it really is. Because I was like, I, I thought Cleveland could, could be a lock, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I, I'm really, at this point in time, I think my money is on the Spurs. I think that's so crazy. I think my money is on the Spurs, and I'm like, I don't know if I wanted to say that yeah. just out loud, but I just I don't think the East is going to be able to hold up mm-hmm. against against the West, and the Spurs are quietly going under, yeah. as they always do. They're yeah. going under the radar, 
Golden State is going to get all of this attention, and the Spurs are just going to show up and win games. Sure, I think I think Golden State's back. Like, judging from some of the games last week, it seems like they're they're ready to start the playoffs now. Kind yeah, of. I, I'm I'm feeling that too. You know, everyone kind of wrote the the Warriors off because of like Curry's slump, and mm-hmm. um, you know we're getting a little off topic, but you know Curry's slump and uh, Katie being out. And Draymond not really being productive on offense. Mm-hmm. He's kind of more of a facilitator, not a scorer anymore. Um, and he's back. You know, he's back scoring, and Curry's slump is over. Clay's out on a regular 25, 30 point tear. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this, the, you know, so I'm not really ready to say Spurs or Warriors yet, but I'm definitely ready to say not Cavs, you know. Like, not Cavs. <laughs> I mean, because if we. If, I'm, I'm really interested to see who comes out of the East. I don't know if it's the Cavs. I, I feel really strongly about the Wizards right now. But I feel really strongly about the Raptors, which is so crazy to me because you, I wrote them feel, off. You I wrote them feel off. strongly about the Raptors? Getting uh, further in the playoffs than they've ever been. Okay, I can I can side with that. Yeah. But, I mean, I think well, that, I'm, I'm that Cleveland... I'm but, but look at the records. Look at the records. And we're, we're preempting our, our standings discussion here. Yeah. But the fact is... You have you have Golden State, San Antonio, and Houston all above everyone else in the East in yeah, terms sure. of in terms of total. And they play wins. in a harder West, a harder conference, and they play their starters. That you know, like yeah, it's crazy. But um, no, I, you know, depending on Kyle Lowry's health, if he is available in the postseason, yeah, I'm kind of rooting for Toronto because they made that move for Serge Ibaka, and they're playing pretty good D these days. So. Sure. Uh, they I'm, got Fred Van Vliet. They'll be fine. And they got Fred, and they got the Witches which which stayed alone. My boy Fred. <laughs> All right, so let's let's go let's yeah. go back from the standings. Let's go into another game here because this, this is this is back to the Eastern Conference discussion, and this is Wizards versus Cavs from from uh, last night actually, yeah. um, March twenty fifth, right. and this was a Wizards win one twenty seven one fifteen, but man. Awesome play, based, you know, obviously from Beal and from Wall. You have seven players in double digits yeah. for, for Washington. I mean, the bench was, back to that previous discussion, the bench was not showing up for Cleveland. And Washington, Washington was shooting 60% from field goal. Right. Like, Washington, if Washington plays at that level, Washington can take, can take the East. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely think that that it's could also, happen. I feel like it's a, it's a crazy number, right? It's mm-hmm. a crazy field goal percentage. Yeah. But it's pretty p- sustainable because how they play. Mm-hmm. Um, they create open shots. You know, they don't do iso balls. So I enjoy their style of play. Um, I also like how they use all their bench players like and, and you know, the Ubres and the and the um, Bojan Bogdanoviches, <laughs> who is amazing for them in certain ways. Yeah. And but, remember, remember when the Cavs got... Derek Williams and D. Will or you yep. know, Deron Williams. Yep. Um, so Deron, Deron Williams is actually being relied on right now, which is really scary because he's kind of a trash player. And Derek <laughs> Williams, remember when everyone was like, holy crap, he's back, he's resurrected, he has yeah. his dreads. Yeah. But he's actually not playing anymore. He's like DNP. Or if he's playing, he's probably five, ten minutes, you know? So, Two yeah. minutes. Two minutes. I'm right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's doing nothing. Just, they're. <sighs> I, they, they, just don't, they, they signed Larry Sanders, yeah. right, because of the Bogut mishap. Mm-hmm. And Larry Sanders isn't playing. Larry Sanders, I remember he played like one game. Everyone was like <laughs> two minutes, Two minutes, zero points. He would be an inductee into the Omads. Yeah. <laughs> Omads from the Pine. But, I mean, but look at this. So you have Morris, Morris, Porter, uh, Gortat, Wall, Beal. Mm-hmm. 
Smith and Ubre all in all in double figures. I'm like Washington if they put it together. I think they I think they can they can ramp up above Cleveland, and I also think they can ramp up above Boston. Yeah, yeah. So I, you may not share that same sentiment against, I against I Boston, do. but I do. but but Washington has. It will be yeah. interesting to see what happens. I'm, so, I'm such a big fan of Kelly Oubre Jr. and I think uh, yeah. Bojan Bogdanovic didn't play in this game, but um, him, Oubre, um, they have Brandon Jennings, who's an amazing sub off the bench just yeah. to distribute. He's on a winning team for the first time in his fucking career. He gives a shit. Like it was clear in New York, he, ca- he cared. Yeah, but it just like ruined him. And, and all the players that you have, like Sadarinsky and everything like that, um, if that's how I pronounce his name. They care. They want their their playing time. They get consistent minutes, and um, they produce. And it's just a fun team to root for. Mm-hmm. And they got the enforcer in Gortat. You can't ever count them out. They're coached by Scott Brooks, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's done a good job, like turning it around, changing the attitude there. Oh yeah, man. No, changing the attitude, and it, it will it will be fun. I don't know exactly what's gonna. Ha- the East is. A little bit more unpredictable about what will actually happen, and we still have what ten games, yeah. about ten games left uh, as of this recording. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the final standings shake out. But uh, Wizards are definitely going to be one to watch. All right, two more, two more games on our games of the week or games of the last couple weeks here. Um, the next game, we'll we'll get into this Raptors versus Bulls, and the reason I pull this game. I pulled this game. This this ended up going to OT. This is from March the 21st. And Raptors go 122-120, uh, win this thing. So Toronto, Tor- this is the game in which Toronto snapped their 11-game losing streak. This is where those fights were occurring. Just <laughs> massive, massive fights. So Ibaka and Lopez ejections. Do you have some background exactly kind of what happened around that? I watched this game in full. Um, I want to be clear about the stat that you, I think, are uh, – you're stuck in your head that they just snapped an 11-game losing streak? Yeah. 11-game losing streak versus the Bulls. Oh, versus the Bulls. Okay, all right, all right. They're that... on a tear right now. They're like 7-3 and three okay. in the last okay. 10. They've won five sure. in a row and everything. Sure. So, no, it's 11 against the Bulls. Bulls have been pretty okay. good. Raptors have been kind of irrelevant. Okay, so... Hit errors and omissions for RTP uh, with any <laughs> other matter. corrections. I mean, it happens to the best <laughs> of them and the worst of them. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to have you back. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm back. <laughs> All right, continue on with the. Uh... Well, this game was stupid as hell because Rondo was like their <laughs> gunner, right? Rondo was shooting like 25, 30 jumpers in this game. He had twenty points. Right? Yeah, like that's not the point of the Bulls this season. Um, they were up by twenty one in this game, fifteen or sixteen in the fourth, with like four minutes to go. And they go into overtime. <laughs> By the way, the Raptors were killing it so hard, but they were getting their ass kicked. And then Ibaka and Lopez got that little feud yeah. for literally no reason. Like a little like, <laughs> oh, shoot, you're in my bubble. Push. And if they could actually only land punches, they'd probably be gone for the season, you know? Gosh. But they, because they whiffed, because they're so uncoordinated in that in regard, they just got one-game suspensions. But that was a hilarious, like, not-expected little fight that happened. And we'll talk about that fight later. Gosh, this is just such an ugly stat line from right. most of the Raptors. I'm... No, no, no. Scroll up. Look okay. at the Bulls right now. Look at how awful this is. So <laughs> you have Rondo shooting a bunch. You know, you have Butler doing his normal thing. But 16, no one, is, 16 no one else is doing anything in this game. Every... Yeah. Oh, made, by the way, Rondo they... made four threes. So that's, that's good for yeah. him. 
Okay, so by the way, they traded their like depth for Cameron Payne, who's now in the D League. <laughs> like he's not on this player. He's not even did not play. He's not oh, on the God. roster currently. Yeah, that's crazy. Michael Carter Williams, who's going to be their you know savant, they're the, the savior <laughs> of the season. By the way, doesn't do Jack anymore. MCW, no way. No Denzel way. Valentine. They traded all these picks for Denzel Valentine. Yeah. He's been. Uh-huh, yeah, there yeah. we go. There we go. It is welcome, man. Thirty-five man. minutes off the bench. Jesus, man. And they're starting someone named Paul Zipser, who used to be MIA on milk cartons. Remember? So <laughs> <laughs> they're starting. Oh my I'm god. Oh my god. That's that's a deep cut there, yeah, yeah. Zipser. <laughs> so it's just like an awful roster locked for you know impunity. So. I'm not really sure what's happening on the bull side. It's not oh, just, fun. No, just just let let's finish the season and just yeah. let you guys get back to whatever you do. Whatever you do. But they <laughs> shut down Wade, or Wade shut down himself, or like you know, slammed a door on his wrist to make sure he's not hurting his uh, brand. Um, did you notice in this game? You didn't notice because you didn't watch this game. It was on ESPN. He was decked out in some sort of like Wade fashion <laughs> and he had this wrist cast like yeah. like a wrist arm cast and he had like a short sleeve so you could see his cast and he had a v-neck that was down to his nipples <laughs> and it was like wait Wade I know you're out for the season but this is how you dress now like this is like a Mo- Miami homage you know like, it's like hotline Miami right now you know he's not actually a, a Bulls player Marimo Ami Ami <laughs> <laughs> the pine. Oh my god! Uh, um, but so, yo, the Raptors came back, and I really hated this game because <laughs> I was uh, watching this game, anticipating the Spurs versus Wolves on ESPN matchup, and it went into overtime, killed the entire first quarter experience oh, yeah. for me. So I was just throwing my wings at the TV screen. <laughs> and um, uh, but what I was trying to say was, DeRozan and everyone after the Ibaka ejection. Yeah. I'm sorry that I'm talking too much. No, no, no. But, uh, they just made this huge flurry of everything. Like they literally made everything. Rondo was like, "Here's the ball. Here's the ball. Keep yeah. making these points. I'm gonna keep giving you the ball." And uh, <laughs> as in the sense like turnovers, yeah, and um, and chucking and things like that. And uh, then DeRozan, fuck you, man. He had <laughs> he had 23 seconds to just develop an ISO long two, whatever the fuck he was. And he just stood at the three point line. By the way, he doesn't take threes. He doesn't, no, <laughs> no, or make threes. No, it just long twos. <laughs> and, he, and he bricks it. Actually, he doesn't even brick it. He airballs a three pointer at the end of regulation. So oh, I was like, God. this is, you know, this is a salute to me, right? Like, <laughs> he just wanted to torture me. And then the play, and then the post, yeah, the overtime was so, just a. All right. So, so just a couple of stat lines just to, to close out that game. The Rosen goes. 42 7 and 8. I mean he had an amazing game. That that's a, that's a huge game. But Jim Jimmy also had what 37 10 and 6. Yeah. A pretty big game from him, but yeah, that's that's enough bulls for for one episode oh. here. Um so let's get into our last game. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about in this game. Yeah. This is Golden State versus o- uh, versus OKC. This is from the 20th of March. Yeah. Uh Golden State ended up winning 11 95. Mm-hmm. Um I saw the first stat I saw in this game: Curry and Thompson outscored the OKC starters. So I mean, which which is pretty good given the given the fact of OKC is no slouch right now, just in terms of where they are. By the way, I think I'm going to get pretty close to my initial bet of where they're going to end up. You're right, and I was I'm blown away by that. (laughs) You predicted this, and you predicted the Taj Gibson trade. (laughs) Um. 
Also, <laughs> a pretty funny moment in this game. Curry has his first dunk of the season. Yeah. Did Wait, you, what game is this? Did you did you watch game yeah. game number seventy two? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but but just how terrible of a dunker Curry is. He's yeah. Just I'm, just garbage. Like even I don't even want to see Curry dunk in a charity game. Right. Like no, just 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 keep Later. chucking it up. Yeah, I remember him trying to dunk in the All Star game and lift yeah. it, so he doesn't dunk. And I'm glad he did because I think there's a lot of storylines to this game. Like uh, ESPN was hyping this rivalry that doesn't really exist. Yeah, um, hyping this beef or Kobe beef or you know, <laughs> it's definitely a Kobe extra beef. rare. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Westbrook versus Curry crap, and it's not there. Yeah, they don't. You know, Curry said something about Harden's the MVP, and Westbrook was like, "Oh, that's nice, that's interesting," but like, that's the beef that ESPN and all the media is generating. It's not a beef. <coughs> and so they were trying to like showcase this, you know, and it really didn't come out any to anything. It was a complete disaster of a game. It was just a blowout from the start. Yeah, I still was, think it's must see TV whenever they're playing against each other. These two teams. It is must see TV yeah. for sure, and that was. I mean that's what's cool about it though, and I agree with you. And but it was still a blowout, you know. And so, can, can I do a special edition of who wore it better? Yeah. It's Steph Curry at the All Star break with his with his halftime shots, mm-hmm. the ones where he just mm-hmm. completely bricks like ten in a row, or Steph Curry dunking in this mm-hmm. game. A funny note on this game: is <laughs> Kendrick Lamar just recently dropped a new album. Yeah, one of the songs is kind of has this moment where he talks about you know Ken, uh, Russell Westbrook. You know, he has that a famous song. You know. You know about Aaron follow but he has this song here about you know Russell Westbrook and his little like all eyes on me because you know there's <laughs> the ball's only with me you know and it's hilarious it's a great lyric and you know Russell Westbrook pregame they were playing it in the, in the arena he's <laughs> jamming his own lyrics about himself it was so funny it was so good there was a fight that broke out in this game man yes you all saw this fight yeah Samaj who Samaj Christian let's let's, let's <laughs> shove Curry and then let's wait like, let's have Curry climb up. Draymond Green's back. And like, <laughs> like do a little like cat fight between himself I, and the air. I was surprised Curry pushed him back. I was like, yeah, yeah. I didn't think he had this kind of thug side to him, you know? <laughs> like he no, the mean streets of Davidson is where he learned his fighting skills. We we all know this. Dude, you remember you know those Under Armour commercials, man? He's on the rooftop swinging ropes every day. <laughs> so he's he's got that mean streak in him. Oh dear um, God! And it's usually in the form of a goatee. Um, but this fight was hilarious. It was like. Two foot, six foot nothings, like not doing anything. And, <laughs> I don't know, man. So let, let's go with one last stat from this game, and that's uh, both both oh, wow. Clay and Steph hitting seven seven threes in this game. Jesus, splash! That, that is that, there. It is. There Welcome it is. to the Migos. There man. it is. Welcome to the Migos. There it is. So <laughs> you know, like. T-shirt, white. <laughs> Steph Curry, three. Splash. <laughs> that was so good. All right, we're going to move on to some highs and lows uh, for the last. So we're still doing the last couple of weeks yeah, and yeah. whatever. It's all good. Yeah, whatever we want to put in. It's it's our show, you know. Now we do what we want. <laughs> all right, some uh, some interesting stats and moments over the last couple of weeks. Um, there, so that I don't know the exact day when this happened, but but Bestbrook had a. He had a perfect triple double in which he did not miss a shot. How many shots did he take, man? Uh, I can't. I can't remember the actual number of shots. <laughs> Only six. And guess how many of them were dunks? Like five. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still a perfect triple double. Like I don't even know. We, we. I've just become infatuated with triple double stats this season, I know, yeah. as it's just like, oh, it's it's the new norm, yeah. and then. 
let's let's say for instance uh Westbrook gets hurt or something next year. There's there's like the number of triple double mentions in social media goes down by like eighty percent. Oh, for sure. So, um, also just a general highlight. I didn't know how to do this as a comparison, but I saw, I saw like a one eighty dunk from Anthony Davis. Oh God! Over over Demarcus Cousins. One of my favorite plays of the season. Dude. Yes, that is no over Cousins. Wrong. No, it was a pass. It was a. Uh, it was a pass from the three-point, like, top of the key. Yeah, so it was an alley-oop. It was an alley-oop. And, you know, Davis was facing one way yeah. and then turned out and dunked it the other way. And it was just like, oh, make this happen, you know? Oh, my God. And so, count up the deads. Yeah. And then just just another general, like, a really awesome moment. Was, I, I thought it was awesome just going back to that beef yeah, with yeah. Kobe kind of squashing that yeah. and players kind of moving on. Yeah. So it was it was great. Great little uh, ceremony there. It just it just moves it it moves basketball and moves those legends mm-hmm. from from this like fighting and yeah. and I don't know disastrous PR yeah. from what they had Definitely. before to hey you're you're bringing a legacy of the game forward. They've both stated their regret. Honestly, they could have continued to win championships if they really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, yo, I think that statue is so unbelievable. They have it suspended. It's huge. It's yeah. huge. It's shack like. Yeah. It's like um, life size, mm-hmm. and it's also not him on the floor or on a pedestal or anything. It's him, you know, with his fucking feet in your crotch, yeah. you know, like or in your his face. Signature dunk. His yeah. signature yeah. dunk. He's he's doing bl- his blue chips move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. Thank you. Exactly, and it's so cool to see that, and it was fun to see how in that like it's kind of like um, a field of statues, you know, like yeah. there's so many from all these other sports, and it's yeah. But as a sports fan, and Shaq, and it's going to be Kobe there. Yeah, and it's going to be so but fun to see. As a sports fan, it it reminds me of going to uh, to Yankee Stadium and going uh, yeah. going to see all the all the like the bronze statues and memorials and stuff. It just ends up it ends up being a cool thing for the fans. It oh, ends yeah. up being a cool thing for the players, yeah. especially when they get to see it while they're still alive. What else is there? They have so, like Wayne Gretzky, right? They have like Gretzky. They have. Um, Jabbar, Jerry West, I think. Jerry West, maybe they have. I know they have. You know, Kareem and. Um, and um, magic. I've course. only been to two Laker games, like in person ever. Oh. So. <laughs> I mean, I just was like, "Oh, this is an amazing little space." So, sure. Yeah. All right, so let let's talk about a couple other highs and lows from different categories here. Yeah. Lillard has been killing it over the last few games. He's sure. 158 points. He is playing some major minutes, though, as he should. I mean, it's the end of the season. Just yeah. To our point, like Denver gives a shit. So does Portland right mm-hmm. now because their their season's on the line. Yep. So it's a, it's really fun to see, like much to the dismay of the Timberwolves last night, <laughs> but like they crushed us. But uh, you know, yeah, Lillard and fucking McCollum, man, was like eight ninety percent from the field last night. Yeah, he was shooting threes like as if it was a layup. Dear God, I think they're one of the better backcourts right now. Oh, I yeah. mean, they're underrated. I'd say Portland. No one so. knows about Damian Lillard in the NBA. I think <laughs> except for like fans like us. But that's crazy. And I think you're right. I think you're right yeah. about that. He just doesn't he doesn't get the attention he deserves. Here's a story lost, right? Because he was another all star snub and no one really cares about Portland if they're not in the playoffs. Mm. And so I think you're right though. Okay, just a couple other categories. Wall goes for like forty six assists, almost ten assists per game over the last five games. Uh Gobert has an insane nineteen blocks. Nineteen blocks over four games, almost five blocks a game. That is just the the NBA average, even when White's when Whiteside has been winning this category, is about three, yeah. like high twos to to low threes. 
five, nearly five. And Tyler Eulis, like I was, I was double taking on this stat, but Tyler Eulis with 165 minutes in four games. He's what just, the hell? They've shut down. Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> Phoenix is so crazy. They want to be really, really bad, right? So they have they shut down Bledsoe. They shut down Knight. They shut down any other point guard they've ever had. Yeah, and then they bring in this five nine dude. So that's what's happening right now. <laughs> I, I just I double took. I don't like. Yeah. Am I am I not sober yet? Or, <laughs> or like what what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. Okay, one terrible moment over the last oh, the yeah. last week especially has been pretty good, but this this. Next story is not not the best for the NBA, and I, I don't like to see this happen. And this is uh, the suspension for of Noah for like twenty games. So he's basically going to sit out. He's going to sit out the last ten games of this season. I assume the first ten of the following. <laughs> sure. So it's a what substance. Was this for? What was is this it for? Weed again? No, no. It was it was like it was some specific drug, but it's on like the IOC list. Okay. So it's like an anti doping thing, but it yeah. I don't know. It might be a drug. It might not really be a drug. I don't know. I like. I just get pissed off of like the. They're not. They're clearly like. They could be performance enhancing, but the NBA could just look the other way on it too. Definitely. Yeah. I just like. I don't. As a fan, I don't care. Yeah. Like, take whatever you want. Also, in baseball, I'm like, take whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to. I want to see home people. Runs. I want to see people hitting 100 home runs a season. Yeah. So, like, I I completely get pissed off by that, but. It happened to the Knicks. I mean, the Knicks are irrelevant. So what? What does it does it even really matter um, for the league? But that oh, I don't know. I just I absolutely hate the 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 drug testing, drug penalties for especially for like marijuana and stuff. Like, why is that interesting? I might have a completely different opinion on this, but I'm it, it, I'm I'm in all in favor of this. Make it more steep as well. But um, I don't know anything about the story okay. other Did, than he was suspended for twenty games. Yeah. So I mean, to me, Joe Kim Noah. He airballed a free throw this season, I think, mm-hmm. at some point. I'm like, why are you in the NBA? Yeah, yeah. I hate the guy. Sorry. He went For to Florida. Sure. For sure. Whatever. <laughs> no, no. I, I I think it's fine to completely have, like, that could be the sentiment towards him. But, like, the fact 20 games for an infraction like this. Oh, yeah. And who are you really hurting? You're not really hurting him. You're just hurting the team and the fans. But we're going to get awesome. we're going to get we'll get it back into drug policy in the dog days. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's averaging like 3 minutes a game right now, so I don't know if you're actually hurting the team or the fans right now. He's not he's not and productive. The Knicks at all. Knicks are hurting themselves. Yeah. It's all self-inflicted wounds there. Right. Um okay, a little bit into who wore it, who wore it better. Uh start us off here, Gee. Yeah, well, this is the all-out competition at the highest level, right? Like, <laughs> if you if you break it down, it's the NBA players against NBA players. <laughs> All right, man. We're going to start it off with you get to answer first. And I, uh, I'm sure you've seen these. So Robin Lopez recently got into a fight. But his, at that same time, same moment in time, it's like a comic book, right? You know? Brooke Lopez gets a game winner. Brooke Lopez, seven foot whatever. Game winner. Over Detroit. You know, Detroit's done for the season. Over Detroit, Robin Lopez, their t- their season's kind of done. They're up big. He gets into a fight with Ibaka. He gets ejected. Who wore it better? Who, which Lopez wore it better? The ejection or the game winner? Brooklyn, you know, like not going to have 20 wins this season, Brooklyn. I, or I would go with the ejection. I don't know. But sure. Brooklyn, their season's been shit, honestly. Like Jeremy <laughs> Lin has not played up to his, yeah. what he was supposed to do, and... I, I, yeah, 
Yeah, that a whole team that could be scrapped and mm-hmm. and restarted. <laughs> All right, so he he's got, I'm, I'm he's going, got the ejection. I'm going to follow him on the ejection. Are you? Are we rounding out three for three? It's unanimous. Yeah, okay. we're rounding up from two to three. <laughs> All right, are we? Are we, we got we got another one, man. Okay. Um, All out competition of the highest level for the last week, right? Mm-hmm. Between himself, we got Greek Freak on March 24th, or Greek Freak on March 21st. One's a windmill dunk, and one's a dunk from the free throw line. So I want to I want to comment on this first. Greek Freak from the free throw line, I think, can do it better than anyone else in the NBA. He also has just an insane windmill that just leaves victims. So uh, I'm probably going to go with the free throw line dunk from 321. Okay. I agree. That it was just he's a, he's a freak. Like <laughs> you, it's hard to describe yeah. how good he is yeah. and how far he can jump. Tyreek Evans tried to describe Greek Freak. He said it's like. I see myself in him, only he's taller, better in every way. <laughs> I love that. Anyways, I it's not unanimous this round. Okay. I think that corkscrew windmill dunk was one of the best dunks of the season, man. Like it was that, unbelievable. It's fair. how he just like the sheer power mm-hmm. and but the grace into power. A gazelle into Lion, you know, what the hell did I just say? No, that, that deep metaphors, deep cut uh-huh. metaphors on this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so, so, so there is one last one. There is one last comparison here on who are it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zaza Pachulia has a no look to Draymond uh, in the March 24th game versus Russell Westbrook has this like crazy bounce pass between Corey Joe's legs to Oladipo. Uh, in the in their win versus the Raptors, yeah. all right. Who wore it better? I go with the Westbrook game. Just doing that in a in an NBA game, like this isn't an All Star game or anything. He did that. I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what? I'm I'm going with Zaza. I I saw the Westbrook yeah. move, but like I it was completely unsuspecting from Zaza to Draymond. So I'm going to go there. We we are split. We are split for the first time this episode. 29, brought to you by no one. <laughs> Yo, I was initially going to say Russell Westbrook because this play was ungodly like to me. But it was, I believe, 100% luck more than anything. Zaza Pachulia throwing a no-look behind the back pass yeah. like a John Wall, like a Rubio. Never seen that before out of him. <laughs> I don't think he's ever passed the ball ever like that or in general. And yeah, Draymond usually doesn't make threes this season, so it was like a beautiful play. I got. I'm sorry, man. I know you. I know you're here. That's cool. I, I love bigs. I can pass too. So, yeah, yeah. All so right. I'm taking Zazas. All right. So that wraps up another edition of Who Wore It Better. Now, I believe my favorite segment on our show. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're gonna be we're gonna come right back to you uh, with uh, from the pine. We got a great three man weave ahead, so stay tuned. We are back. Hey, what's good, fellas? What's oh happening? man, what an answer! The only answer to this question, not even the correct one, the only one is Russell Westbrook. Interesting. Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. I'm doing how Harlem Globetrotter shit around my body, spinning on my finger right now. The second will crying LeBron replace crying Jordan in the memosphere this season? All right, we are back with the three-man weave. All right, so <laughs> so a special a special segment here, a special topic for this one, yeah, yeah. and this this topic is great. So let, let's set it up. So you're 
you're essentially a genie. You're you're a genie in a bottle. You can Christina Aguilera exactly. style, and we can we can grant some wishes to to uh, players, to teams, to gameplay. We can to we fans, can to, to fans. We could correct situations that have happened exactly. here in the exactly. NBA. So where do we start? Where do we start making wishes? How do you rub it out? How do you rub it out? <laughs> <laughs> you rub it the right way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So okay, let's start from let's start from the NBA as a whole. I want Lavar Ball to no longer exist. <laughs> Please, Jeannie, make He's this happen. <laughs> That's from the total NBA. Actually, you, you've granted a wish that both impacts both the NBA and the NCAA. <laughs> so everybody is for that wish. Sure. <laughs> All right, how about you, man? You, you give me one, and we'll go back to the Dizzle after this. I, the, the resting player situation is, is something I, I really want to get figured out. It it sucks for the fans. It sucks for fans that go to a game with the anticipation their their favorite player is going to be there and all of a sudden no one is there. But I understand and recognize and appreciate the fact that the players have to rest and it's just natural wear and tear. They have to come to a solution that works. Okay. Yeah, so, so you got to be very concrete. Okay, the genie so, so the, the genie gives the, you this the, wish. How the does genie, he do it? the genie puts a clause in the collective bargaining agreement that that fixes the rest, resting player situation. Okay, that is what I want. What it, so it says? Genie fixes resting player situation. In the CBA. No, the CBA. I don't know what the words. Are. I don't know what the words. This is getting very legal in terms of all of these different parties. Okay. But the CBA, the CBA has a specific clause added to it okay. to address resting players, so it's no longer in a gray area. Okay. Yeah, I think you could like reduce the number of games and maybe look at finding teams or something. I don't sure. know. I don't know how you fix it, but. It's it's not the product that you know the fans want, so sure. they they do have to fix it. Okay. Sure. So what's your uh, what's your thing? Uh, I want Lonzo Ball on, on the Lakers next year. Okay, that's that's great. I'm that's excited awesome. by this kid. I'm just watching him in the last couple of months. Good to so. hear, man. All right. So my next thing, more NBA team related, mm-hmm. specifically biased Timberwolves. Yes. I want Wiggins to be the opposite of Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. I never, I don't want him to take these isolated long twos ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to hear this in his dreams, in his sleep, in his when he wakes up, when he eats his eggs, when he fucking <laughs> douses himself in hair gel and makes his cornrows look extra spicy. <laughs> He's not mellow. He's Andrew Wiggins. He's his own man. Andrew Wiggins, drive the hoop, dunk on everyone. Yeah, I mean, he can get to the hole pretty much almost when he wants. Spin move, post up, do everything but a long two. Thank you. Listen to this. Heed these words. Don't be DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> okay. Heed these words. But I feel like that was a player wish. That wasn't yeah, any... Yeah, it was a player wish. Oh, okay. I can do whatever the fuck I want. That's true. A little that, that, style. That, <laughs> that is true. Uh, boy, here's my... I'm going to go to a team wish. Yeah. My team wish is for Brooklyn to figure out what the fuck they're doing. Okay. Just because they're they're irrelevant. They're completely irrelevant. They've basically jeopardized their entire history. They need a serious sit down and come up with both ownership and management and right. a team that can get them to a better place. Yeah, it's like they don't even have a plan right now, kind of, yeah. to mm-hmm. me. There's no process. There's no trusting any process because that requires that you have a process. 
So. All right, so I'm putting you on the spot again, man. You got, you got, you know, it's the three wishes, right? So yep. you got Lonzo Ball to the Lakers. What's your next wish? It could be Lakers again. It could be anything Lakers related. <laughs> it could be another Wichita State thing. It could be anything related to. Let's get a team here in Seattle, man. Fuck. Oh, I love that. Love it. I Let's love it. that. I want to watch some NBA here, not yeah. have to drive like four or five hours. Pound it, man. I'm glad you said that. Perfect. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that I... Uh, let's go, Wizards. <laughs> I want the Wizards to come out of the East. I want the Wizards to be in the NBA Finals this season. Make it happen, Genie. Wow. Wow. Right. I'd love to see that. Scott Brooks, you know, I, I thought they should have kept him in OKC, but... We'll see. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's your three wishes. Where... Okay. My... Okay, here's my here's my wish. My wish is to add some additional depth for OKC to really really shake shit up in the West. All right. That I don't know I don't know who that is you yet. Have 10 games. So someone gets in there. Well, I mean I don't think it's going to happen this season. I'm more looking forward to to yeah. next season, but somebody from free agency is added to that mix. You to, can't be vague here. This no, is a, this I, is but a, I don't. This I don't a specific know specific player now. You, I don't know who it is. I put do, Le, just say LeBron. Just say it. I don't want LeBron. I don't want. You don't want LeBron. I don't want Le, LeBron. Would never. That's not even rational. I mean, but wishing on genies isn't it rational. Is rational. It, it is rational. It's a possible. So. <laughs> it has a defined effect on the CBA, according to you. Uh. <laughs> With no resolution, it's just genie. Um. Somebody like Paul George or somebody, okay, cool. somebody, somebody like that. There it is. At, you got to stand. You got to make my stand. Make my stand. That's Hondo's my last stand. That's my three genie wishes. All right, Dizzle, back to you. Uh, let's see. I guess uh, my last wish probably Jeremy Lin. Let's get this kid healthy. Cool. Maybe Brooklyn will get back. I, I really enjoyed watching him. Yeah. Those first couple of years with Lin Sanity. And let's bring back Lin. He's Sanity. got game. Like he's not yeah. a best defender or anything like that. But you know he's got a spot in the NBA. I think. Spike Lee joint. <laughs> he got game two point oh. <laughs> I love that man. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay. Other topics for the three man. Um, <clears throat> Boston is now projected to be the one seed at the end of the season. Boo. They are half game back currently. Yes. Oh. So it's going to end with a potential possibility, more likely than not happening, that Boston is the one seed, probably facing up against Miami or uh, a, 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 an Indiana or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, OKC has a shot at the four seed, wow. uh, let alone the five seed, but the four seed okay. with just Westbrook and people, right? Mm-hmm. Literally Westbrook and. He's doing it on his own. I don't think they're going to make any noise in the playoffs, though. Sure. I don't know. They're okay. All right. So um, there are 10 games left in the season. Give me some bold predictions. Bold predictions. For bold the predictions for the West. Bold predictions for the East. Okay. How is the standings going to unfold? Okay. How is the West won? Who is going to the finals from the West? Okay. Give me something bold. Okay. No, yeah. I, got, I got it. Okay. So, so you one want... prediction that sounded bold is yeah. now more of a probability than not. Yeah. Is Boston getting the one seed, right? Yeah. So that's. I don't think. I mean, that's really not too far away. And yeah. give, given everything that we said against Cleveland, um, that would be interesting. That also brings up a potential, like a really interesting series, Boston versus Miami, mm-hmm. if that were to happen. And Miami has enough craziness going on this season that they could, they could pull off something crazy against For sure. them. For sure. Do you do you throw off the whole balance of the system with with Boston moving to one? 
Dude, I don't know, man. I, I really, I really don't know. I, I just, I, I think where it stands, I don't think I see anybody else coming into the fold. I, I think Miami stays at eight. So, okay. well, do, do you want to go up or down? Do you want to go from one to eight or eight to one? Yeah, so I'll give you a little bit more time unless you're ready. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Atlanta doesn't make the postseason. Wow. You're going to say Atlanta That's doesn't crazy. make the postseason? I'm going to say Atlanta, who's currently the sixth seed, 10 oh, games left. Oh, no, no. Maybe um, 11 games left. They are not making the postseason. I mean, if you finish 500 in the East, you should be able to get in. Yeah, so. that's that's true. But the the thing is, the the teams that are trying to vie for Atlanta's spot, Chicago and Detroit, you know, to roll this up, they're playing like hell too. So it's like they're not going to jump unless they start instead of three and seven ball, they play seven and three ball, okay. and and make a run at it. I I don't know. I think Atlanta will stay in. Milwaukee at this, uh, gosh, that Milwaukee at five is so crazy for what's happened this season. Yeah, they've been so up and down. It's kind of random, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really, really only have confidence in Washington and Cleveland in, okay, yeah. in, in the East. Yeah, it, like Boston as a one seed isn't really no, like scary to me. I don't know. I don't think it's scary at all. And I I just think that the, the win record for the East has been so kind of abysmal right. that... It'll be a lot of it'll be a lot of interesting games in the East, but they're going to beat up on each other in the East, and then mm-hmm. then you're going to go against a just a rejuvenated Western Conference team right. that has made it through war in order to get to you. So, oh gosh, I don't know. Okay. I don't see any. I don't see any other movement. But any other thoughts and predictions on the East? Atlanta's a bold call. Boston, Boston at one is is a is not improbable. It's just that's a crazy call from where we started at the beginning of this season. I agree. Because where did you have them? Where did you have them uh, wrapping wrapping up this season? You know, four like, seeds, four like, spot, man. Okay. Like, definitely didn't. I definitely didn't think Washington would be there, but I thought um, I thought Toronto and I thought Indiana was going to be in the top three, and I was obviously wrong about that. So, mm-hmm. and then how the season unfolded, I still didn't believe in the Boston Celtics, and how the season's <laughs> ending, I still don't believe. In the Boston Celtics. So I'm a little crazy about that, I guess, but I'm not really understanding why I'm in this vein. Sure. Um, okay, send so out to the West. Let's go to a little West wise. Like, give me a bold stat prediction. You know, effect in the first, second round, whatever. Who's who's gonna do it? Who's gonna make through? Who's gonna come through? That's not expected. You know, you kind of gave me a little hint. San Antonio coming out. I think San Antonio at the top. I also think that it'll be very interesting to see how far Utah gets. I think if Utah plays the ball that they're capable of, they could. I think they're going to get through the first round, especially if they play the Clippers. Yeah. Um, Interesting. But I don't know how far they can get. It's crazy you say that because the Clippers are now back at full strength and they completely just curb stomped the Utah Jazz, I think, just not even a night ago or so. Oh, okay. So it was a very recent game. But you're right. Seven-game series. If they got their shit together, I don't think Utah can actually lose to Clippers. But this is also caveated on the fact if, if... because Hayward was hurt. Yeah, I mean, if, I if Hayward is hurt, forget forget it. But right, for sure. But you have go if you have Gobert and Hayward and the rest of that crew yeah. going at full strength yeah. against the Clippers, I it'd be one. It'd be fun to see the Clippers get knocked out. Right. And two, uh, um, I think they can do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So here's here's the the bold call. I'm still 
I'm still trying to get through is what happens, what happens to Houston? Like Houston, for God's sakes, I don't like they if they play the way that they've been capable of this season, it's like they could win the whole damn thing. But the reality is that they're probably not going to do it. And they're going to end up the way that it's set up. They're going to end up with, with a very interesting first rounder, if, especially if, OK, I mean, let, let's say it ended today. OKC stays in six. You got Houston, OKC. What a great fucking series. Best series in the fucking world. <laughs> so triple double versus triple double. Every night. Who's gonna upstage the other? Who's gonna get the quad you know dribble? 40, 15, and 15. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the turnover matchup, man. It's gonna be unbelievable. <laughs> there's, there's Apple strudels and blueberry pies, you know? Like <laughs> turnovers gonna be endless. Yo, what's your bold prediction? My my bold prediction for the West, uh, I think Denver makes it close against uh, Golden State. So like what six and seven, <laughs> uh, or six th- or seven games, or I think uh, I think it goes six. Cool, that's awesome. That'd be a, good That'd series, be a great series. Yeah, I think All right, it's so be- cool. Okay, your Thank thoughts you. and the uh, other thoughts. Um, I think Portland they'll they might creep up and become playoff relevant. You know, I think that'd be. <sighs> Interesting for some of our fans. <laughs> it takes you out of your prediction. It does. It does. Yeah, unless Memphis does some sort of free fall in the next 10 games. Um, but probably will not happen. Um, my bold prediction is what I thought you were about to say and then didn't, is that I think Houston Rockets is in the Western Conference Finals. Ooh. The Houston Rockets. Ooh. Ooh. Based on how, That's very bold. Based on how efficiently they're playing. Um, and how they're gelling at the right time and everything. So um, that's my bold prediction. So let's just walk through how that would set up, though. Okay. So if they, so let's say Houston, Houston gets through OKC. Yes. And then Houston plays San Antonio. Oh. Oh, oh no 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 sorry I had to I just had to think all the way through that no 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 process live on. RTP, you gotta trust that. You gotta trust that process. And just Portland betting, betting Portland over Denver. I oh gosh, I don't like that. I really don't like that. I'm just gonna tweet about that every day now. So right, Dizzle, you you've set yourself up to just get mad tweets on All that. Right. All right, hey, those are some those are some great predictions. Yeah. All right, um, last last question for this three man weave. Okay, cool. Um, we talked a little bit about the resting players thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to continue talking about a solution now? We talked about the genie coming in and kind of doing a little wrap-up, a little uh, squeeze. Mm-hmm. Um, what actually should happen? What's the easy, uh, opportunistic way out of this? Okay. Or are we only really talking about it because LeBron and family sat out of a game and they were joking and being jovial about it all? No. Are we only talking about it because on Saturday night the games are being played where a Cleveland and a San Antonio or and or a Golden State are always on and they're always resting? Apparently the past month has been those mm-hmm. players are always resting on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about this because... Greg, po- Greg Popovich compares the DNP rest issue to the national, national health care debate. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about this because billions of dollars buy networks? That's why we're talking about this. And they should be protecting, protecting themselves and not scheduling the back-to-backs around this. Are we talking about this because there's no rule in place right now? Mm-hmm. David Stern fined the Spurs once specifically like $250,000. 
because they rested Duncan, they rested Ginobili, and they rested Parker. Sure. This was like seasons ago. Sure. There's not been anything like that. There's just been, uh, you know, a slap on the wrist. Like we're going to find you. We're sure. going to find you. Yeah. Better, you know, give us a little uh, heads up here. I don't think so. Let's let's address those comments kind of in order. I don't think. I don't. I don't relate this akin to Popovich's comment on national health care. I think that's a whole separate deal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw that one out right away. Okay. I think this is essentially focused on the money that's coming into the NBA. It's the TV contract. It's what's at stake for their prime advertisers in prime time. So, putting together a rule, putting together a rule, and directing it is what essentially I believe needs to happen. But the very, very interesting part is this is one of those rules that impacts all levels of the organization. That's right. And That's those, those damn rules are hard to put in place because you're affecting owners, you're affecting managers, you're affecting players. You're affecting fans. Oh, well, no, you're, you're definitely affecting fans, but you're, you're affecting fans from the three levels within, oh, sure. the, within the organization. organization. Okay. But every single layer of the organization has different motivations. Yeah. So, you know, the owners want to bring in, they want to bring in the fans and have the best experience for those fans uh-huh. so they continue to come in. Yeah, good point, good point. Good the point. managers, they want to ensure that their players are healthy and they want, they want to ensure that they have a winning team. Yeah. And the players, especially after these back-to-backs, they, they just want to stay healthy. Right. So it's like, on the lowest level, I'm not, I'm not against the players for for needing needing to rest. Not at all. But it's just the reality of set up the damn schedule yeah. so it actually makes sense so you can have players play efficiently. Mm-hmm. If if you're put in the situation where you have these back-to-backs, right. I don't care how good of a player you are, you you're going to get tired, you're going to get injured. It's just it's it's not like the NFL. Yeah, it's not right. like the NFL where you will probably have a break in between. Mm-hmm. But I mean that that is the problem with the eighty-two game season for sure. So yeah, I, I love that what you said there. That's all one hundred percent correct. I don't know what the solution is, right? We talk about the NFL really quick. They're mm-hmm. playing a forty-eight minute, uh, sixty-minute game, mm-hmm. a sixty-minute game, but maybe twenty-five minutes. You know, like mm-hmm. the, the defense is on there for twenty-five, thirty minutes, mm-hmm. and the offense is playing twenty-five, thirty minutes. Okay, and it's a very stop and go. It's not continuous. Uh, yeah, the NBA. You're suspect because you don't have padding. You don't have anything, really, for protection except for a nut cup. Like, you know what I mean? Or <laughs> yeah. strips. Yeah. Or there, there's no protection. So there's the ankle. There's the knee. There's the wear and tear. Yeah. There's the how athletic can you be and how do you recover after injuries and do you want to really actually injure yourself ever? No. The answer is no. But back-to-backs are amazing for me as yeah. a fan because it gives a competitive edge to a team that might not necessarily have that edge. No, of or course. Or it gives it a little bit of more course. of a playing field or uh, even playing field. Or at least, you know, it gives, it gives you a chance to see how players uh, play under duress, under an additional con- like constraint. You know? Yeah. And how does their body react to that? So let me just say a few more comments on this. Mm-hmm. The fact is that we're not going to reduce the number of games in the NBA. There's too much money. There's too much money at stake. So that's not going to happen. So we have to, we have to come up with a solution or a mechanism. The other thing, the other thing that they could essentially do is why not elevate some other teams into the national spotlight? 
Why, mm-hmm. why only have Cleveland, Golden State, San Antonio? Why only wow. have those teams? Because if you highlight, if you would have highlighted the Bucks during, I, and they might have been highlighted, but uh, if you would have highlighted the Bucks during their run earlier this season, they would have been a they would have been a worthy Saturday night game. If you would have highlighted uh, 76ers when, when Embiid is playing really well, that would have been a worthy Saturday night game. It's just, it's timing and it's consistency. Yeah. So, but you, you, you change that process up and you give, give the ability f- for somebody to step up and shine. It also gives, it gives teams like Minnesota or Utah or other teams like that Say you're in the national spotlight. You need to raise your game, mm-hmm. and I think I think all that other stuff kind of works works itself out. So uh, Adam Silver um, is extending the league uh, two more weeks. Yep, they're starting the season a little bit earlier. Hmm. They're reducing games of like four or four games in five nights to maybe like one per team per season, mm-hmm. as opposed to two or three maybe, and potentially with the next you know two or three years to eliminate them all together. Probably reduce the number of back to backs from. An amount to less than, but not zero. So this is already it's official? already cons- yeah this is already happening next season. Okay. So the season starts not like October thirty first. It's probably October fifteenth, and that's gosh that great. is so early. <laughs> that is literally the day after the World Series. The oh wow so great so great yeah. so we just have we have MLB rolling into into RTP. It's yeah. just I couldn't have wished for anything more. <laughs> That so, is, you know what I'm saying? Like, so they already have a process in state, and I don't know if fines are going to do anything. I don't think uh, suspensions are going to do anything. No. I don't think you know holding management and all this stuff accountable because what you said earlier mm-hmm. was that okay, yeah, the owners want everyone coming in. The management, the general manager wants to win a championship. Yeah, the players also want to win a championship, but they also want to be healthy. But they also want to play NBA games because because yeah. that's what they are. That's mm-hmm. how you know. That's their life, so it's fun how that gets distilled down, and then you think about the players, and then you think about the fans, and then you think about the media, and how advertising rolls in. And it's a different <laughs> conversation. Oh, it definitely is. It definitely is. You get to the finals, great. You did it. You did it. Your job as yeah. an organization, but you get to the finals by resting players for half the games. The fans like, damn it. Why yeah. do I ever go to a game? Yeah. The media's like, and the advertising's like, why do I follow you? Why do I pay you the bucks? Mm-hmm. If you're paying this guy $25 million to play less games, to play less minutes, as opposed to what a Carmelone did, yeah. or a Jordan no days off type of player did, you know? So here's, here's another, here's kind of an out-of-the-box solution. Yeah. Now, what if you were to look at the schedule in the back-to-back scenarios sure. and actually try to, try to spotlight a different night? I mean, because, you know, the thing is, all of these conversations have been around Saturday games, the Saturday back to back, because Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday. But what if what if you just gave you gave extra games to your main sponsors or you gave them Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday game, whatever you gave them other nights in addition and they they help promote those against against their schedule. That also that I believe also changes the conversation, right? Because Friday Saturday games are are definitely going to exist. It's that's when most of the fans can come out and see this, right? So, anyways, that that is way outside of the box. But the uh, um, other thoughts, other ideas on this. I love what you said. I think that'd be an interesting uh, attempt. I will say that my opinions on this at the beginning of the season was to crush the organization. And I've changed my tune a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, 
just completely crush them. A million dollar fine. Like, just do it. Make them not do this. Like, completely enforce this. Yeah. If they're healthy, fucking fine them if they're resting them. Yeah. So I would... Go ahead, sorry. I mean, just going back to Hondo, like, you really don't think they could reduce the number of games and... I don't think I don't think there's an impetus to reduce the number of games. There's too much money. So, I think the only thing you can do is you can spread out games and you can basically ensure to your sponsors that when the fans and when they promote these games that the that the star players are available or or mostly available. Yeah, I mean I I think you can still Reduce it like ten games, or remember like the lockout season where what was it like fifty game season? Yeah, start like that. I think that was the, one of my favorite seasons, just because it was so many back to back games as a sure. fan. But um, if you could do that kind of timeline, but starting the season in October, I think it might help the teams a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I think that's probably if if we were to look at the most utopian idea of like how do you how do you make everybody better off without making anybody worse off yeah. i think you actually do reduce the number of games but there is no way no way financially given all of these parties that that will happen at least not with the current administration it'll take some take some additional thinking but i mean like if we end up like l- let's say we were to get another commissioner beyond silver and go back to somebody even more like Stern. I don't. I don't think he would do anything like this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not in anyone's purview or interest or impetus, as you say. No, to reduce. No, there's games. just going to be. The thing, I wouldn't want a less than 82 game season. The thing. The thing about the league is there's there's inevitably more games. There's more seasons. It's becoming more of an international game. Yeah, for sure. So, like this is just the start of the actual problems because when you get into logistics around a larger a larger enterprise across a greater time span yeah, sure. or time zones, mm-hmm. this only becomes more of an issue. Right. So, all right. All right. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to go on my rambling gambler kick. And I, uh, I want to say that I couldn't record last week because I was in Las Vegas and I was gambling on the NCAA tourney. Um, you know what? First off the money, I want there to be a money line on these crazy games on the uh, on the one sixteen two fifteen. I would just love that for that to happen so I can parlay the shit out of everything uh, <laughs> and just see what happens because the actual spreads on these games was insane. We had games like twenty two twenty five points. Like, how are you gonna bet? Like, even even if you're sober, like, yeah, well, even if you you're drunk, like, why are you taking yeah. a, why are you taking a twenty plus point spread? Like. Even if a, even if a team shows up, they can win in a dominant fashion and only win by eighteen points. Like this is it was absolutely insane. I, I didn't really know how to bet those, and there were some awful lines. Um, and it was just like just going back to the to, to the gambling that happened there. I was more concerned with the spreads than I was concerned with like who was actually winning, <laughs> which was, which was kind of fun, uh, but. Definitely changed uh, changed the dynamic. All right, so there's there's a couple of proposals I want from Vegas. Uh, I'm gonna invoke the genie here for the Rambling Gambler, um, Las Vegas. If you could please implement a way for me to uh, to bet on Lorenzo Ball's erratic behavior and to put actual money on it, I, I would like to do that. So it'll be Lavar Bell, Lavar Le- Ball, Lavar Ball. Yeah. I don't know. Um, there is no Lorenzo Ball. 
No, there's a Lorenzo Ball in uh, in NBA or NFL. Okay, that's not who you were actually were talking about. I don't know. I was I was <laughs> talking about the dad. I was talking about Lonzo Ball's dad. Well, the back fat's back. Okay, back fat is back. Back fat is back. Oh, one last one last thing on the Rambling Gambler. I I do I do want this to continue. I do want the I want a way to bet on the number of crossovers that Jamal Crawford has in a single game. Great. So I don't know. I don't know. This is. I'm going to have to set this up with MTG right. in a, in a future episode. All and right, a, and a Facebook live feed with Jamal Crawford. You're going to have to ask. Oh him. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. How can I bet on you? All right. Our back right, man. The back, back fat is, is back. back. The back fat is back fat. Welcome to the back fat stack track back fat, <laughs> where we take a player who's currently in the NBA, who's doing something in the NBA, and we. Mix, culture, phenomenons, fashion. His favorite food is chicken pasta. Range. We'll just start it up. Drop top, hot box, chicken pasta is his favorite food. <laughs> he was born, you know, 1989 or whatever it was. Um, no, 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 no. 1989? 1989. Okay, I'm just he was born. 28 years old. So, 1989, August 26th, to be his jersey number. Mm. Is if you take Paul George's jersey number of old and subtract <laughs> his, it's thirteen PG thirteen, mm. and you take John Wall's number times it by Javale McGee's number and add it to that Paul George little equation, and that's his jersey number. Gosh, I need a piece of paper and a pencil. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it up. I don't do know. It. I don't know. Here so here's the pencil and paper. While you're doing that little math for you, we just had a little three-man weave talk pick about um, you know resting players and things like that. His stance. Uh, he doesn't really care his on his stance on this uh, resting player situation. He just wants to play ball. He mm-hmm. just wants to play ball. Okay. Um, consider this, man. So Michael Jordan had a grand total. Of three of this stat mm. in his entire career. LeBron James, over his entire career, mm-hmm. thousand plus games, whatever that is, has only had three of this exact same stat. I'm not telling you the stat, because it would be a dead giveaway. This player, this back fat this, this week, has had three this season. Two back to back. Did not play a coach's decision? <laughs> You get to decide what that is. That's, it's a stat, specifically a okay. stat. Okay. Um, I will say it's the exact opposite of a did not play. It's, it is an incredible stat. He currently leads the league in double doubles. It's a, it's a dude. It's obviously a man who plays in the NBA. <laughs> yes. He has hair. He wears jerseys. He currently leads the league in double doubles. I will give you a pretty big hint towards the end that's in lieu of this okay but for now i'm going to continue on all right george mcginnis had a record of this this player this back fat player is going to shatter is going to shatter this record by george mcginnis who the fuck is george mcginnis well he's in the record books for this specific stat I will give you this all, but these are dead giveaways if I give you the exact stat, okay? Okay. If you are out of ideas, out of guesses, I will be more descriptive. Yeah, I don't He has a very distinct game, extremely unique, probably the most unique game in the NBA today. 
That is a clear giveaway. Most unique game? Okay, here's a um okay. here's a stat. His nickname was Junior growing up. That might be a complete detour okay. from what you want to believe. Clay Thompson? I don't know. No. You can keep guessing as much okay. as you want. You can literally name everyone from the NBA. He was an all-star, by the way. He was an all-star. Kevin Love? Uh, and advanced stats help. He's been unquoted saying that advanced stats help. But double, sometimes double, it's too double. much. Sometimes it's too much. This player was the third sophomore to be named the Pac-10 Player of the Year. The first two were Jason Kidd and Mike Bibby. You Kevin have... Love? No. <laughs> you guessed Kevin Love twice. Yeah. It can't be Kevin Love if you have already Brandon guessed Roy. Who? Brandon Roy? He's currently in the uh, NBA. Uh, currently in the NBA. Um, Is he a Bruin? He was not a Bruin, but you're kind of close. Um, he's, he, One of the uh, Lopez twins? No. No, 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 no. Okay. He signed a multi-year contract extension with the team in 2013. So what, what happened in 2013? To be specific... October 31st, 2013. Very, very important day. It's okay, man. It's okay if you don't see it. I gave you a hint by saying I said it's okay. Russell Westbrook. Mm, no, 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 no. It's o- Oklahoma? Okay. Are you guys okay? Are you guys going to have something to say? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Here's a big deal right now. It's not Westbrook. He was suspended. James Harden. He was suspended one game for kicking LeBron in the nuts. Oh, it's Draymond. Draymond. You have, do you have a guess? Draymond. It's not Draymond. It's James Harden. Yes. You got it. <laughs> well, what, I finally put it James, together. James. The Pac-10 was a giveaway. Yeah. Uh, okay. He went to Arizona State. He's, yeah. All right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you take the jersey number of Paul George, 24 minus his number, you know, uh, 13, it's yeah. 11. Mm-hmm. If you take John Wallace, 2 times the budget of Ella Gates, 1. Mm-hmm. So add that together, it's 13. Um, NBA Algebra. He, yep, NBA Algebra. <laughs> um, he currently leads the league in double-doubles. The last guard to lead the league in the NBA was John Stockton. Cat, by the way, is second in... Oh, NBA's. yeah, that's what... Um, James Harden has seven career 40-point triple-doubles. 40-point Wow. He's wow. had three of them this season. Ah, and damn two it. of them back-to-back. Damn if it. If I said anything it. more, you would have known. No, I, I would have known. George McInnes. I would have known. Has the record for 422 turnovers. This guy is about to shatter that. Wow. Okay, so if I said anything more, you would have known that. Okay. Um, All right, man. I think the back fat... Back fat's concluded? I think the back fat's rolling, concluded. Rolled in sleeves. We are, we are rolling... Man, how do you stump us with the players that we know the most? Like, unbelievable. Another unbelievable edition of the Back Fat. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up with uh, this week in basketball. So a couple of quick hits from this this last week. So players of the week. So players of the week are named on Mondays. So we're I'm making predictions here, and sure. I'll, I'll be glad to hear your predictions yeah. as well. I'm saying Lillard and Kyrie for players of the week last week. Oh, interesting. Any um, additional thoughts? Uh, I will go 
Lillard Lillard has been dominating, uh, but I the East I think the East may be open. So okay, I will go Lillard and Jungle Jungle Jungle. jungle. Okay, perfect. This stat this is absolutely ridiculous, and I I think we have a bet earlier in the season that we have to clear up as a result of yeah. this that. This is the first season in 46 years that a head coach has not been fired in the NBA. I cannot believe this, even after Alvin Gentry's like crazy start in the beginning. I know, right? Wasn't uh, George Carl fired this year? George Carl was not the coach. Oh. It was Dave Yorger from the oh, start. Oh, my God. That's yep. all good. Yep. David Yeager, sorry. Um, no. And that was funny, right? Like, Sacramento should have canned their coach, or yep. New Orleans should have canned their coach, or... You know, Scott Brooks was on uh, the red, the hot seat, you know, because they had a terrible start. And why, why is Brooklyn riding with this dude, you know? Um, so, yeah, anyways, well, let's move on from yeah, uh, so, some general activity to so, a little bit of lighter news. Okay. Um, I would say this is also kind of in lieu of just general things, but Brandon Roy, a little bit of lighter news, is no longer in the NBA, but he's a high school coach now, and he was the... Naismith, High School Coach of the Year after a 29-0 season. So congratulations. And he's, he's getting some pretty major talent starting to come in to, right. go, to go underneath him. That's so right. he's recruiting there, I feel like. It's a public school. There's <laughs> something fishy going on there. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> well, speaking of interesting, Michael Porter Whoa. Jr., speaking of Washington getting recognized Whoa. and then not, Washington, UW, Wash U, or whatever it's called, um, Lost their star. Oh my God! Top recruit of high school, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, to Mizzou. They lost their coach. They fired their coach. The coach had a connection to Michael Porter Jr. And yeah. well, there goes your season. And now you had Markel Fultz. You had a year prior with uh, um, Marquise with Mar- Mar- Marquise Chris and uh, Dejounte Murray. And now you don't have anyone. So good luck getting into the NIT. Um, <laughs> but from the NIT to toilet paper as AKA TP, um, JaVale McGee is now sending his teammates toilet paper of himself. What? what the fuck? Toilet paper rolls with literally his face on it. <laughs> that's He's, what that is? And that's what that is. And that's Andre Iguodala with it installed in his bathroom. <laughs> and Draymond Green has it as well. Draymond Green also has a collection of blankets with JaVale McGee's face on it. <laughs> but hey, man, speaking of faces on things, why not put them on potatoes and send them to players worldwide? You and I could do that today, man. If you want to talk to Vince Carter again, follow up on his Facebook Live being like, thanks for being so cool on Facebook Live, you can send it to him on a potato. You know, if you want to talk to JaVale, I, Jamal Crawford, there's probably no better way to reach, and reach him. You know, Facebook, you can get blocked or... You know, you don't even get to see him or Here, talk to him. Here's a potato, Mr. Crawford. <laughs> and Twitter, you could get, you know, you could just get lost. In the, you could get lost in the ether. But a potato is like, it, it has to stop, take a look, and listen. The FedEx potato method. Of, yeah, co- yeah. of course, of course. Well, hey, man. Soegi P got one. Thank you for bringing some fun to the league. A lot of these dudes are too stiff. <laughs> KD, we know with his recent injury. Yeah. Wishing you a quick recovery, KD. Hope this stupid potato eases the pain. <laughs> all right. Saul got one. You know, all these players got one. The full Chicago Bull roster got one. It's hilarious. Unbelievable. You've, you've hit it out of the park. Another edition of, uh, of lighter news okay. in, in the NBA. All right. We're going to wrap up this episode. Uh, next week in basketball, we have. So the RTP game of the week is an interesting thing. Houston versus Golden State. But that will be occurring 328 and 331. So I'm putting them both in for this week. Like games of note, Utah versus Washington, 331. San Antonio versus OKC on 331. Uh, San Antonio versus Cleveland, 327. 
OKC versus Houston on 326. My worst games, my public service announcement, Boston Boston versus Orlando, 331. Dallas versus New Orleans. Do not tune in. Do not tune into this one. This is 329. Washington versus, hey, the Lakers get two spots in my list this week. Yay. Washington versus the Lakers, 328. And Portland versus the Lakers, uh, 326. My obscure game of the week, we are going to the Montenegro Opportunity League for for Buknost versus Lovshin. And so it turns out that Buknost has won like 10 of – they've won all 10 championships. So they are going to be a tough team to beat. That wraps up episode 29 of Riding the Pine. So if you're with us this week, we're going to be down at, at Agave for NBA Thursday. And you, you'll have to catch us one of these next two weeks because we're wrapping up the NBA season and getting really, really amped up for the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. So much more to come. Check us out on Meetup. You can just type in NBA Thursday on meetup.com. Guy, take us out with the quote of the week. For sure, man. Um, one thing that we never really talked about this week was that Devin Booker scored 70 points. Oh, yeah, we just like, totally missed we that. We totally missed that, right? We totally just, like, it got lost in all the hoopla. Yeah, that it was, just happened, so. Yeah, right. So um, really quick, I'm going to break it down for you, and then I'm going to give you a little nice little nugget of a quote, okay? So we break down Devin Booker's game. He had Will Chamberlain, Kobe Bryant, David Thompson, Elgin Baylor, David Robinson, and Devin Booker belong in the same category of scoring company. at least 70 points. Wow. He had 51 in one half. The only other player to have 50 or more in one half was Will Chamberlain, who scored 59. So he's in a category of his own. Like an asterisk to this game mm-hmm. was he had 54 points with three minutes left to go in the game. <laughs> he Turn scored seven, 16, 16 in three minutes. Unbelievable. Why it was unbelievable is that they were calling timeouts to advance the ball. Why it was unbelievable is because they were hacking Boston to get more opportunity for Devin Booker to get 70 points. All right, so Isaiah shrugs us off. You know, he's like, all right, man, Booker's got 70 points. We're headed to the playoffs, and they're headed to the lottery. Jay Crowder has some beef with Devin Booker that's been, like, prolonged for two seasons now. Yep. And here it is, man. Here's the quote. All right, so they did a little Will Chamberlain, you know, a little Instagram Will Chamberlain celebration. Mm-hmm. Throwing a little 70. You see that picture? It's probably a cool, like, team identity, right? Devin Booker said, uh, you know, in, in an interview, you know, we've had a kind of a rough season, right? We've had a rough season, but this is a nice little like bookend. Oh, you guys see that? Because I said Ooh. Booker. A bookend to the season, <laughs> right? He posts a picture. Jake Crowder responds, never seen so many guys happy after an L. Oh. Devin Book responds. Shots fired. You can't guard me. What a burn. All right, another great episode of Riding the Pine. So if you're on Twitter, follow us at Riding underscore the Pine, at Key Dota, at How3, at Vex Intellects. We'll get everybody else, all of our new guests, uh, on that list as at well. At Kim Dizzle. At Kim Dizzle. <laughs> at Kim Dizzle. So. Thank you so much for being here. Man. All right. It was fun. Thanks. It's been fun. That wraps up this episode. Stay with us. We're, we're getting right into playoff mode. Woo! We're going to be next week as what? Stephen Curry episode. Oh, no, it's Stephen Curry. This has been a Vencast Studios production. This is Stacy on her motorcycle. What an incredible view! And this is Stacy off her motorcycle. Does this have sucralose in it? On her motorcycle. Oh, the wind in my hair! Off her motorcycle. Uh, it's pronounced etc., not etc. On. Woohoo! Yes! Off. No.
You're better on your bike. And with basic policies starting at $75 a year, quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.